When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy, knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ Give a listen. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And I'm going to call me back tomorrow, whatever I do. I mean, you better believe I took my turn. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blonde children. Richard Mulligan. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Brotley. Say hey, Josh. Well, just like you, I am super excited today. We have the not only two-time podcast champion of the world, the two-time returning guest, yeah, Conrad Thompson. Conrad Thompson doing our show once again here at P3 Radio. We're going to talk to him about a bunch of things. We're excited to have him on. But first, before we get to that interview, here we, who are we hearing from today, Josh? Score Big. Score Big is the leading online marketplace for tickets to sports, concerts, theater, and family events. ScoreBig allows you to purchase last-minute tickets to sold-out events. Also, the latest on sales of popular artists, teams, and productions. They'll get you in. They safeguard your transaction with a 100% money-back guarantee under a secure checkout with interactive seat maps to guide your purchase. And whether it's an Atlanta Braves game, Metallica concert, or a WWE event, they've got you covered. Book your seats now at tinyurl.com slash p3events. That's tinyurl.com slash p3events. Yo, man, come to Florida. We got all of the sights you've been wanting to be seeing, man. Come to SeaWorld. Free your willy, man. Come to Legoland. Everything is awesome. You can come to Universal Studios. Get your Marty McFly on, man. You hear the trash can drums, man. Josh, I love it. Josh, Josh, what are you, what are you doing, man? Huh? What are, you, what are you doing? This isn't Jamaica. This is Florida. What? I heard the trash can drums, and I just got excited. Well, I'm they're sorry. called steel drums, and everything you else you pretty much said was okay, but. We want to say also that if you book with Florida Ticket Station, your tickets are guaranteed by the state of Florida to be valid. So your vacation will be on point and where it needs to be the right way. 
So go right now to Florida Ticket Station by visiting them at tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Florida trip today. That's tinyurl.com slash p3florida, man. Once again, it's Florida, not Jamaica. I'm sorry. Welcome back to more P3 Radio. All right, joining us again on the P3 Radio Hotline, we have not only one of the most successful and popular podcasters in the history of podcasting, but we also have the busiest. He has three top shows right now with What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. And you can also catch him on the WWE Network, Something Else to Wrestle, which airs every Wednesday. Please welcome our guest for the second time, Mr. Conrad Thompson. Conrad, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, man. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. I hope I can live up to that intro. That was pretty awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, th- we thank you. And um, like I said, this is the second time you've been on with us. You uh, you, you threw in your hat, that you threw your name in the hat when we first started out and uh and it's been almost a year, and you know, like I said, it's just great to have you on, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for thinking of me. Well, one thing that you didn't mention in the intro was StarCast coming up in late August. Who came up with the concept for StarCast? Well, that would be me. I hate to pat myself on the back there, but uh, I planned to do a wrestling podcast convention when I found out that uh, Greg Price was not going to run the NWA Legends Fan Fest in 2017. So I tried to book the same hotel the same weekend and just keep that tradition going because it had been so much fun for my friends and I. And I thought by that point, a wrestling podcast convention could work. You know, at the time, Flair was doing one, and obviously Bruce was doing one, and I just started one with Tony, and I thought, you know, this could work. Uh, We could just invite Eric Bischoff, who was doing a show somewhere else, and Kevin Sullivan was, and Jim Cornette was, and of course, JR was, and I thought this could be something pretty cool. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And then I ran into Cody at the airport in January of this year. He was on his way back from New Japan, and I was on my way back from vacation. And we caught up, quickly started DMing, and I said, hey, what if? And he was intrigued and asked me to send like uh, what my vision was in a plan, and I emailed it over to him. And the next day he got back and said, man, I freaking love this. So a couple of days later, he had gotten with the Bucks and everybody was like, dude, we're in. So I became an accidental promoter. So not <laughs> hopefully this thing works out. Well, I don't think, I mean, like I said, I don't think you have any worry. I know I, we, we listened to the uh, Cody Rhodes interview the other day on Busted Open where he was like, you never know if it's going to sell out or not. But man, you, you just know it was going to sell out and you know this is going to do well. Uh, because it's got your name on it. You know, anything that has your name, you've got kind of the Midas touch lately with the uh, podcast and the shows, and I, I think it's going to do very well, and I, I can't wait to hear some of the stuff from it. It's it's going to be tremendous. But uh, speaking of your shows and knowing the history, me and Josh are both fans. Uh, you do a lot of stuff that some some people might think be, would be controversial, you know, but it's jokes, you know, it's stuff that you're joking around with your buddies and you're talking. And sometimes some of the guys might not be aware that it's a joke. 
what show or what bit have you done on your shows that might have gotten you the most heat? You know, we haven't gotten really any heat anywhere, if I'm honest with you. Most everybody gets that it's a joke. Right. Uh, there's right. only been there's only been two exceptions, and oddly enough, both of those happened on Tony's show. You know, everybody knows about one of them, yeah. and uh, the other one I'll probably play close to the vest, brother. <laughs> but people who were who were pretty fired up about it, and in the end, I don't think we can be friends. But I mean, I don't think we're gonna like have to have a fist fight, you know, at a convention somewhere. And you know, in the end, we're trying to entertain you, and even the stuff that we say is fairly controversial. You know, our our attitude has always been. Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Right. And, you know, as long as we, and it's equal opportunity. We're joking with with everyone about everything. And most of the time, the guys are in on the joke and, and double down and get it. Right. You know, some of the examples would be like Brutus Beefcake totally gets it and, oh. and is signing autographs that way. And Bob Holly's the same way. And, you know, Francine is loving what Tony's doing. And so there's a lot of stuff where people are just like, it's wrestling. You know, it's not a big deal. But there are other times where people still take it all very seriously, and they don't really appreciate it. Well, when I first heard the JR stuff, I don't think I stopped laughing for 15 minutes. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And at that point, I was like, I don't care if they have heat or not. This is awesome. This is hilarious. And, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Bill Clinton impersonation. You know, he never did some of those things that the, impersonator, the impersonators do. But you could see him doing it, and that's what made it even funnier. Yeah, and, you know, again, Jr. is a guy who totally gets it and right. has, you know, for a couple of years now, had a lot of fun with me and Bruce on his show. We're not upset, man. Thanks for mentioning us, yeah. you know. Say what you want to say. Spell our name right. That's all. <laughs> you know, like, it, th this is supposed to be fun, and I don't, if it's not fun, I really just don't want to do it. Well, I know you probably get this a lot, but do you think that there's any chance of you and Tony getting a show on the network just like you and Bruce have? No. Oh, wow. Dang. That yeah. much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you've heard the show. I mean, have you heard what Tony says? Like, right. like you know, That show is so over the line right. and so over the top. You know, we're not pretending that that would work. Right. Now, a show Bischoff might because there's not nearly the crazy language. I mean, that Tony Schiavone show is the Andrew Dice Clay of wrestling podcasting. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I've often in my head wondered, why is What Happened When my favorite show? Yeah. You know, because, you know, number-wise and just fan-wise, it seems like it would be something to wrestle or something like, you know, the or 83, 83 weeks, weeks. Yeah. But it seems like you have the most now this is just an outsider's perspective but it seems like you have the most fun whenever you and tony are doing a show it seems like it's the biggest fun ever it is fun you know because there's no pressure you know i know that sounds crazy but there is there's a lot of pressure on the other two shows for me because i'm supposed to remember everything and if i don't if i don't bring up everything for a particular topic, then people online are like, well, you missed this. Why didn't you ask about this? I kept waiting for you to ask about this. And it's like, dude, we did a five-hour show. Right. It was five hours on edge. I'm sorry I missed that match with Gangrel in 19. Like, I did my best. Uh, with, with Tony, there is no expectation. 
is that like just with him or you know just you know in general our fans on that show expect us to have fun and make them laugh gotcha People who listen to 83 Weeks want to hear Eric defend stuff. People who listen to Bruce Pritchard want to hear him defend stuff. So I'm supposed to play like the interrogator cross-examination role. And yes, we can slide in some humor here and there. And with Bruce, we do that with impressions. But with Tony, they know, hey, Tony is NFL TG. Let's just, let's try to laugh. (laughs) Well, you know, last week I was on vacation and actually saw a guy come into a store that I was at. He had a Bullet Club shirt on, and uh, I talked to him for a little while about wrestling and everything, and eventually we to- I told him that you know we have a show that we do, and he'd actually heard of it, and he knew enough about it that I knew he wasn't just BSing me, and I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I immediately ran out. I called Josh. I was like, we, we have a listener. I found him, <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that you had the same feeling the first time that you saw something from your show or you heard someone tell you, hey, I listened to the show. Do you remember the first time, if you had that, the first time that you had that cool moment, and how did you handle it? Well, I mean, the coolest real thing like that was when Nicholas Wineland took my giant cut out of my head to Royal Rumble a few years ago, (laughs) and I was actually at that show. And I was on the floor somewhere with my kid watching the Charlotte match when my I looked at my phone and it had literally blown up. I mean, like I couldn't keep up with my phone and it was text messages and tweets and DMs and like I had to shut it down because the the phone just like froze up. And so then when I turn it back on, it's happening again and I'm wondering what's going on? Like I'm I'm seriously thinking we're in some sort of war or something and nobody in this arena <laughs> even knows because we're all so focused on what's Roman Reigns going to do. And so then when I finally got it to load, it was pictures of my cartoon head in the show. And I started to look around and boom, there it was. And that was pretty surreal. So yeah, that's probably the first like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know who that dude is. (laughs) Well, the wrestling community this week suffered a huge loss with the passing of Vader. And when, times like this you kind of look back and reflect on you know the wrestler's career and whatnot and it got me thinking about you know what my favorite vader match was and stuff i mean do you when you look back do you have that one moment with vader where oh that was an awesome match or that's my favorite moment well you know i'm a huge rick flair mark of course and his match with flair at starcade to me tells a story as good or better than any wrestling match ever you know, they did such a phenomenal job with that. And I think history kind of forgets that, I mean, it was really almost like not supposed to happen. I mean, it was originally supposed to be Sid and Vader, and then Flair is the backup plan. Flair is the plan B. But it just comes together so awesome that I can't imagine it any other way. So that's probably near the top of my list. And his match with uh, Cactus Jack at Halloween Havoc oh, yeah. is just about the most insane thing ever. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but I loved his match with Ken Shamrock in April of 97 on paper <laughs> uh, where they were doing like an MMA-style match. And oh, yeah. How much of that is a work and how much isn't. But there was no convincing the 15-year-old me that that wasn't 100% legit. And I was a big fan of everything he did with Sting. I missed some of that because I sort of got out of wrestling for a little while. But the stuff he did with Sting was just, I mean, you, you could go watch that today. And, and I think that's really the testament to Vader, if we're honest, because sometimes, man, we, we go back and we look at the stuff we grew up on, and we're like, 
man, I remember this. This was my favorite match when I was a kid. I'm going to fire this up. And then when you're done, you're like, man, I, I was a dumbass. That match sucked. <laughs> right. you know, I, I wish I wouldn't have watched this because my memory of it was much better than it actually was. Right. As and I, I think we just sort of look back at with maybe rose-colored glasses. Well, that is not the case with a Vader match. You can fire up any Vader match, and you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, for the most part, every time I watch a Vader match, I go, man, I didn't know he was even stiffer that time. You know, as a kid, you see it, and you're like, wow, he's punching him. He's hitting him in the head and everything like that. But you watch it back, especially the Ken Shamrock uh, match, where he just clubs Ken, and you're like, whoa, that was stiff. And you might have missed that as a kid. Yeah, Vader really holds up, and I thought, yeah, man – uh, do you see him going to the, to the Hall of Fame next year? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he, he'll be in for sure. No doubt about it. He's talking about Sting. Vader was the one to me, looking back, that really brought the beast out in Sting. Because I remember that strap match at Super Brawl 3. By the end, Vader's ear was bleeding. His back was bleeding from yep. Sting strapping him. It, it w- and they told one hell of a story during that match, too. Yeah, I think, like Conrad said, he'll definitely be in. It's just sad he, we didn't get that moment that he got in this year, but like I said, I definitely I definitely think he's going in. You know, I, I think it's sort of unfair that everybody piles on the WWE because that's obviously what's happened and right. everybody piled on there. But the reality is they gave him an opportunity to be on stage to induct Stan Hansen, and I think it was clear that they were planning on bringing him in, right. but they just didn't want to do it back-to-back. You know, he had obviously had some health issues and some other issues going on. And you've got a, you know, there is a business strategy to the Hall of Fame. And we fans sort of romanticize the Hall of Fame. But from a business standpoint, on some level, this is about good PR for the company, number one. This is about a television show, number two. Programming for the network, number three. And a live event, number four. And... I understand that there is a strategy to we only want to put X number of women in or we have to put X number of women in. We only put, want to put X number of deceased people in. Right. And this isn't popular, but you can go back and look. We only want to, I mean, not only, but we want to make sure we try to put at least one African-American in. Right. Nobody talks about that one, but you go back and you look and that there is a formula for how they put people in and, like, to, realistically, yeah, but he should be in, but so should the Midnight Express. Oh, God, and, yes. And so there's, there's like a thousand other folks who should be in, and it, I feel like people just sort of pile on. You know, I, I don't know how much of this is for mass consumption, but it's a one-time, not as much as you imagine, payday, and like a $200 class ring. So, I mean, I get that it's an honor. I understand it, but it's not like it really exists somewhere in Cooperstown. I mean, this is a TV show, and you know, you get to give a speech, and you get a check that's a lot less than you think, and you get a class ring. And that's not to diminish what the Hall of Fame is. It is a great honor to be recognized by your peers and celebrated. But when you really strip it down, man, it's a TV show, and there's no there's no Hall of Fame worth having where Vader isn't in the conversation. So it's not a matter of if he's going in. He's going in every Hall of Fame without question. You know, some guys there is a debate like, hey, were they good enough? Nobody has that debate with Vader. <laughs> no. It was it was always a matter of of when rather than if. But if he had some other stuff going on, whether it was lawsuits or you know pictures or 
whatever it was that they didn't like that wasn't they didn't have a flavor for right then, they probably naturally assumed, hey, we'll put them in next year. Right. And fortunately, that didn't happen. But, I mean, now, let me just say, I feel pretty confident that he's going to go in next year. Right. And what a great way to celebrate his life and his career and his legacy. I don't think it's this crime that someone goes in after they've passed away. It's still a celebration of their career for their friends and, and for their family. Right. If you had time, because I know, like I said, in the open, you're the busiest man in podcasting right now. If you had time, who are two people alive or no longer with us that you would like to do a show with on like Tuesdays or Thursdays? Well, it's funny you say that because... You know, the not alive thing is challenging right. because so many that you could pick. I think the two would be Dusty Rhodes and Bobby Heenan wow. because Dusty Rhodes and Bobby Heenan were made for podcasting. They were just ahead of their time and never really had the opportunity. But if we go and have a real conversation about someone I'd like to do a show with now who is around, you know, there's a list of, of four people probably. Uh, Paul Heyman would be tremendous. I would love to do one with Paul Heyman because with Paul, you would get not only the ECW stuff, which is what everybody immediately gravitates to, but let's not forget that he also worked all the territories and was a manager, you know, in WCW and, and Jim Crockett promotions. And I mean, so he's got all that territorial experience, all the WCW, all of the ECW stuff. And then he was an on-screen character for an incredible run with, with CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. But then behind the scenes, just a long time in creative for both WWE and OVW. And I think he's probably the most intriguing on the list. But the sleeper, I think, is Jeff Jarrett. I think Jeff Jarrett will have one of the most popular podcasts ever when he presses the button one day. Nobody has a story like him. You know, he's second generation. He went through the territory days, the last the last of it. Mm -hmm. The way mm -hmm. he sort of went in and out of the WWF, which we covered on our show with Bruce Pritchard, his two runs with WCW, and then being essentially ostracized from the business, starting his own company, and then almost seemingly getting kicked out of his own company, and the relationship with Kurt Angle and then trying to get something new off the ground and then coming back into impact and then starting global and, you know, just the ups and downs of his career. There's nothing that guy hasn't done. And right. I just feel like he has been sort of written off by a lot of wrestling fans, not all that differently than a Bruce Pritchard or a Tony Schiavone. I think when you really get to know Jeff Jarrett, which I've had the pleasure of doing, you know, I know him much better now than I did maybe two years ago. He is a charming dude who knows how to tell a story. And when you really, you know, hear things from his perspective, you're like, I need, I mean, that's the goal in podcasting. Can you, can you leave them wanting more? And I always do when I finish a conversation with Jeff. So those are probably my top two. And you know, this is not popular. If I had an opportunity to do something with Vince Russo one day, it would melt the internet. Oh yeah. Definitely. I would make him defend some of the silly stuff that he did. He feels very passionately about that stuff. So do I. Uh, I don't know that, you know, the internet would, would want us to work together because I feel like there's a lot of folks who are anti-Russo or anti-Conrad, and that's a weird thing to say, but <laughs> us together, I think, could could be entertaining. So maybe one day when when things are different and his perspective is a little different and 
everyone's approach has, has softened a little bit, maybe that could happen. Well, the main event at All In, the match with Nick Aldis and Cody, has a lot of people excited, you know, just what the NWA can be. Do you think the NWA can ever lift itself back up to what it once was? No, I mean, I don't think there's any way it can get back to what it once was. But I do think that, you know, it's already a lot bigger. It's already a lot more important than it was before Billy had it. And yeah. they keep going on this same path. I think, you know, two or three years from now, the NWA could be a really, really big deal. I mean, I, I think it's already much more important and much more valuable, as I said. So having a guy like Nick Aldis, who everybody sort of agrees uh, is, I mean, he was the top star at Impact forever, and it's only a matter of time, really, before he's a top star somewhere else. And if if something crazy were to happen and Cody Rhodes were to become the NWA world champion, what a story. You know, I mean, the second generation NWA world champion, I mean, it's the belt that meant everything to his dad, and his dad has become this mythical figure in wrestling. And if Cody had an opportunity to do it, but he did it his way, not as the babyface hero that Dusty was, but as this, you know, super arrogant heel, I, I just think it's a great story, man. And and I think Cody would bring a lot of attention to it. And, you know, I'm not trying to book the territory, but I think him him and Nick can have one one heck of a match. But, I mean, you usually try to forecast, hey, what would be next for Cody? And I think a chase of a babyface chasing Cody could be tremendous. Yeah. Do you think they'll get that TV deal out of this? I mean, this is probably one of the most successful event. Well, there hasn't been another event. You know, you listen to Busted Open Radio. Bully Ray talks about how uh, ECW in its prime was only drawing like 6,000 to arenas. Yeah. And so you're looking at probably the most successful venture outside of WWE in a long time, probably since WCW. So are we looking at maybe this opening doors for like TV deals or anything like that? Would that end up helping the NWA? Well, I mean, I don't know that. I mean, yes, I do think the NWA could get a TV deal. I don't think you need a TV deal. I know that that's, uh, you know, I just don't think it's necessary. Like you look at how over, some of the stuff that Ring of Honor and New Japan are doing. And I know you would say, well, New Japan's on access. Yeah, a month later, but it's not the same thing. And right. people are consuming that stuff. As long as you have a delivery mechanism where people can watch it live, whether it's an app on your Apple TV or it's a website they go to, I just don't think it matters. The cost associated with doing it on TV relative to doing it on, say, internet pay-per-view or some sort of live stream is just still... I mean, night and day. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you're not a major player in the wrestling business until you have a TV deal. Well, All In sold out in 30 minutes. Right. And they didn't have a TV deal to promote it. It was all done through the Internet. And I think there is an appetite. And here's the difference, too. But, you know, I know a lot of people draw that ECW comparison, and they say, oh, it's much bigger than ECW ever was. ECW was running shows every single weekend. Right. All In had one year to promote one show. Not taking away what those guys did, but it was like a landmark show. If they immediately announced, okay, now we're running three shows a weekend for the next year, would they sell 10,000 tickets every time? Now, that's a different story. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. they couldn't do it. I absolutely believe that they could be hugely successful. And if you've got that same roster, well, heck yeah. 
But realistically, are those guys going to be able to do that every single weekend? No. And that's a totally different thing because a lot of these guys that are coming, you know, they, they're under contract to other places. So that's the reason even, you know, putting that show on TV would be difficult because some of them have contracts that say, hey, you can't appear on this person's TV. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were listening, and I was stunned. I even, like, in the car, I was listening on the way down in the vacation to your show, 83 Weeks, and you had a special guest come on at the end. And when, it, when, you, when he came on, I actually lit up and was smiling, and my wife was talking to me. I'm like, be quiet. i got to hear this. Hulk Hogan joined 83 Weeks. Now, how, how aware of, were you that he was even in the room with Bischoff? Because you seem legit stunned. But you held it together better than I would have ever held it together. Uh, how aware were you that he was there? Man, that's nice of you to say, man. No, I mean, listen, I, you never know what. I mean, I knew that Eric was traveling, and, and I knew that uh, he was in Florida. But the idea that I was going to have an opportunity to talk to, you know, the reason I am a wrestling fan, man, that was so fun. And you can hear it in my voice that I'm just really <laughs> excited to talk to him because – Normally I'm Mr. Preparer, right? And so I've got 15 pages of notes minimum, you know? So if we're going, if we're going to do a three hour show, I got 45 pages or better. And I didn't have that here. And I didn't, you know, listening back, I don't know that I needed it because hopefully the listeners were as surprised as I was because, you know, that was part of the strategy too. Let's, let's do the surprise, you know, let's, let's give them something to talk about. Let's give them more than they bargained for. And I feel like a lot of times, there are no surprises in podcasting. People want to promote everything, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, either way, I was just I was just tickled to have him. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, man, he has questions, and I'm guessing they're questions for Eric. But you know, it could have been just for Holt, like you wrote them. So, it, like I said, you held it better together than we would have held it together. We would have probably been like, oh my god, Hulk Hogan, oh my god. <laughs> so it was really cool to hear that. No, I appreciate that, man. You know, and, and we tried to, you know, I didn't even really promote it and we wanted to keep it quiet so you could be as surprised as we were. And, and it's funny because I haven't promoted it. So I'm still, even though that show was a couple of weeks ago, I'm still getting all kinds of DMs <laughs> and tags here and there where people are still surprised. Because most of the time when you have the biggest star in the history of the business on the show, man, you plaster it everywhere. It's on your graphics. It's on the descriptions. There's a promo post every hour. Don't forget Hulk Hogan, click here. That makes sense. But I felt like if we wanted to, you know, really do something different and really give people a surprise, let's keep it quiet. And the greatest compliment I got were, were people like sending me pictures of their forearms with chill bumps. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, this will be the last thing we talk about and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Hypothetically, I'll steal a line from you. In a F Mary Kill situation, you have Eric, Tony, and Bruce. It's life or death. You have to choose. Who are you going with? Well, I'm not going to F anybody. Um, <laughs> well, we could replace it with party with. How about that? Party, Mary, party, kill. Mary, kill. You got your party, or you got your married, and you got your kill. Well, Tony doesn't party. So I would, I would marry Tony, uh, because Tony is, um, I mean, you've seen, he'll just go with the flow. I mean, he lets flow with him. So he would always push back. I could do whatever I wanted if I was married to Tony. So I would marry Tony. 
and I would probably, um, yeah, I would party with Bruce Pritchard because Bruce, uh, drunk and rolling is pretty fun. <laughs> and I would kill Eric Bischoff. And I'm really only going to kill Eric Bischoff because I've wanted to for 21 years. <laughs> that Dungeon of Doom thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, man, last time, like I said, last time you were on, we were about a month into podcasting. We were a little nobody. We're still a little nobody, but, you know, we're, we've been gaining a little traction. Uh, you came on. You were nice to us. You you actually did our show. Uh, we actually had a guy on that went to school with us that ended up winning a Super Bowl. And I credit you guys, you guys both of you guys, uh, you probably more than him uh, from the wrestling community, uh, for getting us that little traction because especially guests, because we'd have guests on and we'd talk to them. They say, well, who's done your show? We would throw Conrad Thompson did our show, you know, and it, it gave us a little bit more credibility and with certain guys and it helped us out tremendously, tremendously. So we wanted to say thank you for that. Your kindness being so cool, because like I said, you, you let me bother you on Twitter and say, Hey, will you come on our show again? And every time it's absolutely so man, from the bottom of our hearts, it's been so cool talking to you, being being with you here today and just helping us out. And you, like I said, you're an awesome guy. Catches shows What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and what Something to Wrestle with Bruce Prichard and also Something Else to Wrestle on the WWE Network on Wednesdays. Conrad, thank you for being here, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk wrestling with you guys. He speaks fluent Klingon, backwards. The best story he's ever told was to himself. Of the two women he slept with in his life, one fell asleep, the other thought he was someone else. Dogs take him for walks. He is the world's most semi-interesting man. I don't often smoke. But when I do, I only choose Vista Vapors. Visit them today at tinyurl.com slash p3vista. Keep it flavorful, my friends. Well, the sound of that song means we've reached the end of today's episode of P3 Radio. We'd like to thank Conrad Thompson once again for coming on and being with us today, taking time out of his schedule. It was super awesome of him to do that. But if you'd like to find more on us and you'd like to follow us on Facebook, Josh, how would they do that? Go to the search bar, type in Pop Poncho, and you will see our photo. What about Twitter? We are at P3 Radio, the number one. And of course, you can send us an email by P3Radio1 at gmail.com. And as always, you can give us a call at 731-300-6675 or leave us a text, leave us a voicemail. We don't care. Prank call us. That's fine, too. It's going to be entertaining show material. Most definitely. And as always, check out our archive on iTunes under P3 Radio, all one word. Might be entertained by some of the stuff you'll hear there. We've got a lot of great interviews with guys like Bill Dundee, Bobby Eaton, Pete Gass. The list goes on and on. So please check out those archives and leave some messages, leave some reviews. Let us know what you really think. And you can find us on other podcast apps like Beyond Pod, Podbean. We're all over the place. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. For Josh Briley, this is Richard Mulliken saying thanks for listening and good night.